Welcome back to another edition of the EDBC podcast. Eric Dobratz and Brian Coleman. Brian, we are uh, looking at March Madness, and that's in a lot of different areas in sports right now. I will talk about UConn basketball. The women won a Big East title last night, and my back is paying for it as we speak. I'll get into that in a little bit. UConn men on Thursday. Uh, But first, last night when I'm packing up my stuff at the Mohegan Sun Arena to go home, Brian, Mm -hmm. so one of the scribes who covers the uh, Big East says, is Tom Brady serious? His playing days may not be over yet. Please, please, please explain to me how this all came about. I was dialed into the women last night, so I didn't read all the Twitter rumors. I know you go on Twitter once in a while, so I thought you'd be yeah, uh, yeah. thought you'd be locked in. Interesting time. Yeah, good time to be on Twitter. There's a lot of, especially if you're a sports person. But yeah, I guess this started with Rich Eisen saying something that he heard at the Combine. Now, the NFL Combine for anybody who follows football knows was this past weekend out in Indianapolis where they have the test the college players, you know, running through all the physical uh, skill tests, but it's also like a smorgasbord of who's GMs, in terms of yeah. NFL management, GMs, coaches and whatnot. And certainly apparently Rich Eisen was hearing risk from the NFL network was hearing whispers that Tom Brady might not be done yet. And the, And I did the same thing that you probably did when the scribe told you that last night. I rolled my eyes and then it said, you know, possibly connected to the Dolphins, which would make I'd like to say it would make sense. But it makes no sense because Tom Tom Brady shouldn't be playing football anymore. Well, why? he's he's going. Well, first of all, personal reason. I want him to go out. I I don't have a lot. My team has sucked for 30 years. They haven't been relevant Mm. since 1995. Mm. I want to be I still want my team, the Cowboys, be the team that ended his career with a miserable playoff loss. So for selfish reasons, you know, I think the Dolphins sort of it's interesting that they mentioned the Dolphins, because I think the real reason why is look at what's happening. They have a young guy to I can't say his last name, who's had massive, who's had at least three concussions last year that we know of. And now there's a little doubt. And this is a young guy, Eric, a little bit of a doubt about his future in football, Uh, rightfully so, because those Mm -hmm. we know how serious this can be. This is in the old days. Tom Brady's 46 and he's been, I'm going to say lucky because you can do that, have the the top nutritionists in the world, the top training staff in the world. But if you get, you know, something you can't control, like, you know, get dinged in the head on a football. There's no way you can prepare for that. I don't care how good these helmets are. He's gotten, I mean, why you keep pushing this with your health? I mean, if I was like a if I was a family member of his, I'd be like Tom. You you've defied the odds in such an incredible way right now. You've got nothing left to prove. You're the most decorated athlete and the most popular sport in America. Do you want to be? A, do you want to live a regular life when you're sixty? Yeah. Well, That's he pretty- he doesn't care. He doesn't. He just and what's what we're doesn't learning. Care, Eric, what we're right. learning. This is going on for five years now. He just wants to play football, and you know what? I kind of make the analogy like, listen, the Rolling Stones should have stopped doing live tours 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But, but... they like playing music together on stage. They've had yeah. a member. They had a member die recently. They went out mm-hmm. without him. And, you know, it's different. I get it. But he just likes to play football. And I can't stand Tom Brady, but I was listening to it. Everyone when they were at the uh, game was annoyed when they heard the news. I wasn't annoyed. I was kind of like, I wasn't surprised. And then. You know, I was in the car this morning. I had to run some errands. I was doing stuff with uh, bouncing around my daughter who went to school late today. And Boomer Esiason made a great point because I don't normally listen to that show on WFM, but it just happened to be on. Mm-hmm. And his point was, his co-host Gio said, does this guy want to spend any freaking time with his kids? Probably and Boomer not. said, you know what? 
his kids may like the idea that his dad plays quarterback in the NFL. And if he plays for the Dolphins, that's where he, his kids are all in, you know, Florida, wherever they are in Miami. Okay. Yeah. And he said, playing quarterback in the NFL is like being a nine to five worker in the real world. During the week, you work regular hours. You go to the facility like 8 30, 9 o'clock in the morning. You're home for dinner at five o'clock. He's mm-hmm. doing what you and I or any normal banker or whoever during the day is doing until the weekend on game days. And then Boomer said, and his family's traveling with him every game anyway. So he is still with his family, having dinner with him every night, his kids, or however they work out the custody situation. But right. it just made me stop and think for a second. Like, it's not like baseball. Baseball, daddy's gone from. Listen, oh, yeah. I go to the I go to those workouts. The Yankees when the season starts, those guys start trickling in the door at one o'clock in the afternoon. You know, everyone says, "Oh, they got it made." They play at seven o'clock at night. No, they get there about one in the afternoon. The manager gets there at 10, 10 in the morning. Is there till ten at night? But they're always on the road. Football's once a week. Yeah, and eight times you're home. Right. You know, and so, uh, you know, and you're done by you, you're you start after you start when the kids go back to school, and you're done by uh, February you know, by Valentine's Day if you're lucky. Yeah, so I, it really, again, not that I, I just kind of put it into a little bit more perspective for me because I too, when he came back, said, "Oh, this guy must just hate his family. He gets divorced. Yeah, he just likes playing football." And you know, it is probably he probably sees his kids just as much as I do. I work second shift and weekends. Yeah, you know, and and that's a great point. And it, but yeah, you know, it just might be he can't get it out of his blood, which I understand. We all know we, and he can still play. He can still play. I mean, he wasn't terrible last year. No. I mean, no. he had some awful games. He had, like he did have an awful game in that playoff game. You know, made made some some just you know non Tom Brady throws and whatnot. And that might be if he plays again in Miami. I mean, I don't like I don't hate it, but I yeah. at some point it's gonna he's gonna break down, and then that's gonna be sad. And we're we're doing all this based on speculation, yeah, pure speculation from one source, a credible source, but still yeah. just pure pure speculation. And listen, when Tom was on with, uh, who was he on? After he retired, he did an interview with, I don't know if it was Fox Sports or whatever, and he didn't completely close the door on coming back when he was pinned down on it a couple weeks after the fact. So who knows? Hey, if it keeps him out of the broadcast booth for another year, I'm fine with that because I like Greg Olson. I think he's doing a great job. And I don't want good for, I'm rooting for Greg Olson to keep his job for one more year. Hey, listen, it just knocked off eight minutes off the podcast. There we go. And we, we thought it was going to be a slow week. <laughs> uh, the other big news around here is, uh, oh, we should talk. I guess today's the deadline. We'll, we'll wrap up football real quick. Then mm-hmm. we'll take we'll take a break. Uh, the Giants have a chance to sign their quarterback, Daniel Jones, 4 o'clock deadline today. They could either give him a franchise, which you pay him, what, the top, the average of the top three salaries in the league for one year, I think, is what it is. Yeah. I, or I think a long-term it's... deal. So that will be decided today. Yeah, and that's that's a tricky. There's a couple things going on in the NFL with quarterbacks, both of which impacting the two New York te- the two New York team. I'm sorry, Buffalo, the two New York City area teams. New Jersey, thing, yeah, they got a <laughs> the Jersey teams exactly. That's what I like to say. Um, yeah, the Giants have to make a decision. If they don't tag Daniel Jones by 4 p.m., he becomes an unrestricted free agent, uh, and he can hit the market. They don't want to do that. They'd like to get him signed. As I'm reading this morning. They want to sign him to a deal before 4 p.m. and not have to tag him. I think I'm getting this correct. Mm-hmm. If they don't, they'll slap on the tag. There's a couple things that's things that are interesting here. 
He's going into his fifth year, Eric, and he was a first-round pick. The Giants had the option, as all all teams with first-round picks do. Uh, it's sort of a cool thing with your first-round pick. You can ex- you can have you have a club o- option to extend him one more year to a fifth year on a rookie contract, and most times that happens unless the guy's just been a bust. I don't think Jalen Jones is a bust, but the Giants declined to do that going into this year. And now he's played well enough so that they have to make this decision. And I think they're in a really tricky spot. I don't want to pay Daniel Jones what we're hearing is his asking price, which is $45 million, especially for a giant team that, God bless Brian Dable, he was absolutely coach of the year. That team has a ton of holes. It is not a good NFL roster. And they need you know to fill up, get talent wherever they can. So if you commit to Daniel Jones for big money, are you getting the Daniel Jones that was pretty good and at times very good last year, or does he regress to what he's been his career, which is borderline NFL starter? I think the Giants are in a possible spot. Um, the, well, the one thing I'll say about that, and, and uh, you mentioned your team, I think you guys were kind of in a similar position a few years ago with Dak. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said it at the time, who cares about the salary cap? You know, there's plenty of money and ways to work around it. And the other thing is, and someone mentioned this, I heard on the on the air the other day, which is a great point. You give him forty million this year, next year, whatever. That's terrible amount of money, but it looks like, yeah. All, all the big guys are kind of come due again in two years, and he's going to be right in the middle of the pack again. Yeah, those contracts that you don't, yeah, you don't set the bar and keep the bar very, you know. Yeah, you you get past quickly. The difference again, and it, the difference with Dak and Daniel Jones, it's a lot of these quarterbacks is you know by year three into his rookie contract, the Cowboys knew. That they this was their guy, and they should have just tried to bang out like the like uh you know what the Bills did with Josh Allen. They kind of knew that they were pretty darn sure that this was their guy. Like just sign him up to a contract now, get it done, keep the cap base, keep the cap number a little lower than you know, spread it out. The Giants took this gamble, and 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 Daniel they gambled on Daniel Jones, and Jay Daniel he had no say in it. He couldn't decide if they pick up his option last last summer or not. Daniel Jones won, and so hey, now he's sitting pretty. I mean, similar to Aaron Judge, you know, in baseball, they, yeah, he, he bet on himself. Although at the time, I do recall both of us thought the Giants made the right decision by not picking up that fifth year option. We did, but because it's a good business decision at the time. Well, but Eric, he hadn't played well to justify yeah, giving no, him long, I agree. making him your long term financial commitment in terms of years. He played really well last year. I don't think, but but again, you just don't know what Daniel Jones you're getting. Yeah. And maybe it's the coaching and he finally had, I mean, give the guy credit. He went through a bunch of bad coaches and bad offensive coordinators and he had really good coaching around him this year. So maybe that's the difference. I'm just saying, you know, three years from now, that con- contract would look like an albatross. You're still a team with you know, the, the young team. And now you, you got to figure out what you're going to do a quarterback. It, no, but I having said that we're, it's a mood argument because they're going to, they're going to keep them. Yeah. Other thing, the ESPN just published a new story on the Jets and Aaron Rodgers. Jets are having conversations with the Packers about working out some sort of possible trade, according to sources. Again, who knows what Rodgers is going to do, Brian? He could, I think it, I think if you're the Jets, you got to do it, but I'd be really reluctant in the fact that he's just such a out there type of guy. You know, I just don't think him and New York City would be a big combination. I don't think he'd like the media crush of all those people. I mean, he's got six guys that cover him on Green Bay. Yeah, you know, he's going to have six hundred that cover him in New York City. So and he gets he gets annoyed now when he gets asked this question he doesn't like. So I mean, yeah. when you got thirty guys around you, yeah, I see that he has been saying that their Jets and Aaron Rodgers are talking today. This is Tuesday morning. I don't know. And then the other last thing I know we got to move on. We, we didn't expect to talk quarterbacks this much on the podcast. Is what happens with Lamar Jackson? He there's rumors that he's going to be tagged and then traded, or 
you know, there's a whole thing going on with Baltimore. So there's another guy that if Aaron Rodgers decides to hang him up, do the Jets try or, or just says, I don't want to go to New York. If if Aaron Rodgers falls through, would you, if, if you, as a Jets fan, would you want them to pivot to Lamar Jackson, take the temperature and what that would cost? Yeah, I, I absolutely would. Although I don't know how, Couple things about him. There's rumors that he quit on the team at the end of the year. He was hurt, mm-hmm. but was he really hurt, or he just didn't want to injure himself further and then right. damage his his long term goals? <clears throat> I, I, that's difficult. He seems like a big competitor to me, so I'm not sure about right. that. But you know, the other thing is he hasn't really played well in, a, in the playoffs. He's a regular not season quarterback all. that you know he's a regular season quarterback that takes a beating. Um, the ball's constantly in his hands. So I mean, the Jets have some great weapons. And if I was the Ravens, I got to be honest. With you, I was thinking about this last night. I think I would listen to some offers of him because they're they're not close to too. winning anything. I mean, they're they're a well coached team. I think they had a really good run for a long time. And if you could trade him to any of those top teams and get a couple of number one picks and go get yourself a new quarterback and start over, I don't know, man. I'd have to really think about it. I mean, Anthony Richardson from Florida's, uh, you know, these combine numbers. People are now falling in love with him. I thought he stunk as a quarterback at Florida, but whatever. Um, the numbers when they, when guys test like Richardson does, they'll they'll talk themselves into it. They'll say Cam Newton or they'll say Lamar. Well, they're there. comparing him to Josh Allen and what Josh Allen did. And why you know he just he kept improving and then his footwork got better and then they so, worked on this. So who knows, man? Yeah, I mean that's a fair comparison. Josh Allen couldn't hit the barn, you know, if it was too the side of the barn if he was standing ten feet in front of him when he came to the league, and now he's you know superstar. That I just think that'll be interesting. And again. Not that we're trying to talk about the Baltimore Ravens on this podcast a lot, but there could be a local component if the Jets somehow get involved. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Derek Carr, the other Jets option, signed with the New Orleans Saints yesterday. So yeah, and I think that's probably a blessing in disguise for the Jets because I don't think I don't think he moves the needle for you. He gets you to be. He gets you to nine and eight is what he gets you. No, you're probably right. You're absolutely right. All right, we're going to take a time out, Brian. We come back. We're going to talk about UConn basketball. A couple other things going on. You got a birthday list. Uh, one of our, uh, I guess I, I wouldn't call him a character actor. He's better than that, but someone passed away who we were yeah. a fan of his work. So Absolutely. we'll talk about all that and more on the EDBC podcast. Oh, sure. But let's talk about Instacart. You know, beginning of a new work week, maybe you got to get run out and get some errands done, but you don't want to actually physically actually have to really run out. Why don't you check out the Instacart Plus program? Instacart.com. That's where you want to go. And you'll see the link to check on, check out Instacart Plus. It's a family program that's great for shopping families. That's because for $9.99 a month or $99 a year, family accounts and family carts allow members to share all their benefits with other family members for free. So households can add items to a shared cart and shop together. Free delivery on any order over $35. That's nice. 5% credit back on eligible pickup orders, reduced service fees in every order, plus extra perks from top brands like get some mileage bonus points from Delta Airlines with every dollar spent. And there are some exclusive benefits for Chase card members. So remember, no matter what time of the year, or what time of the day, or what time, or what day it is of the week, you can always, always shop from home from Instacart. So shop from home and save with Instacart. All right, Brian, I mentioned it uh, in the open air. We talk about an exciting time for uh, basketball in our state, basketball and hockey. There's a, The winter sports season is uh, concluding rapidly here. I was at the UConn yep. Women's uh, Championship game. I was there all weekend, actually. I went Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. I won't bore you with some of the things that annoyed me from the Big East and how they, <laughs> how they treated the this uh, fa- your favorite television reporter here last night. Here we go again. Oh, boy. But, <clears throat> no one cares. No one cares, so I won't waste time. But long story short, I uh, it was a good win for UConn. I'm putting yep. together – I just put together a story about Gina Oriema and um, 
how in his 38 years, it's going to run tonight at six on WTNH, how this might have been his toughest as far as on and off the court. He battled illness. He lost his mm. mother in December. Uh, his team was riddled with injuries. And if yeah. you told him maybe three, four weeks ago, they'd win a Big East championship, he would have told you you were nuts. Uh, but they're getting their pieces back. For, uh, AZ Fudd came back as one of their star players. So who knows? We'll see what happens with this team going forward. Uh, Sunday is a selection Sunday for both the men and women. We'll find out about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, UCon- 21st, by the way, Big East title for the UConn women, which is pretty Wow. Impressive. That's 21. Pretty, pretty impressive. Uh, the UConn men play Providence 230 on Thursday at Madison Square Garden. That That's Thursday in New York, Brian. We were talking about it. Man, we would, we would love to go. It's such a great day. I mean, I like it better than Friday night, the, the semifinal, to be honest with you. I just think it's – you got the day off, man, and you want to go sit and watch Biggie. It, it's not – listen, it's not Ewing Mullen and, you know, Derek Coleman's of the world. I get it. It's more of a Midwest Big East now, but – um that UConn Providence game is going to have a ton of juice. On yeah, man, and you, you got it. And I and I see, you know, there are some, you know, I I've been watching some of the tournaments, you know, some of the lower Division One tournaments this week, and and some of these some of these locations they go to, you know, I think last year they had the ACC tournament, which is a, the most historic tournament in college basketball, and is always probably a great seat, but they had it in Brooklyn, which makes no sense. Dumb. And the you know the there a lot of sometimes these tournaments can have sort of a, a down vibe. You go to Madison Square Garden. I don't care if it's thirty years ago or it'll be the same way Thursday. MSG is going to be rocking on Thursday. Yeah. That Those, is a great great scene. The Big East tournament at the Garden. Those two teams can't stand each other. Uh, Hurley bases hate each other. Hate each other. I mean, they're. Yeah, I thought you were a Twitter troll. troll. I mean, Providence and UConn fans against each other on Twitter are hysterical. Yep, yep, hysterical. Yep. Uh, Ed Cooley, basically the head coach of Providence, coach to Fairfield, was said yesterday in his press conference, like, "Look, the fan bases hate each other. We hate them. They hate us." And, and him and Hurley are cool, but you know, you get the idea. It's just, it's a good little rivalry that dates, you know, far back to like the Yankee conference. And that, that's only Thursday. I mean, whoever wins that still got, you know, potentially two more days to go after that. Yeah, and UConn would be, I, I believe they'd be the 6.30 game on Friday night. They'd be the first semi, which I love because that second semi screws you because you are you don't it's get late. anything on TV. It's late. And then it's I eight. think they play Saturday night again at 6. I haven't yeah. looked yet. I'm not sure. FS1 is the broadcaster, so the times change. I remember when the growing up, man, this, it was Sunday at noon. It used to be Sunday afternoon. Yeah. yeah, Sunday at noon on CBS. You know, it was your was little, Yeah, it was your little appetizer before Selection Sunday, the 100%. Selection Sunday show. 100%. Yeah. Then they moved it to Saturday night at like 9 o'clock on ESPN with uh, those okay, guys for a while. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to go. My colleague John Pearson and I are going to go. And, and uh, we hadn't been in a while, so we want to go check it out and catch up with the Connecticut fans. They're all going to be gathering at a place called uh, Legends on 33rd near the garden. So we'll go uh, pop over there and catch up with some Connecticut. They're running, they're running uh, buses from the, the state on Thursday. Smart. Yeah, trains will be filled, so it should be a good trains time. will be filled. Yeah, be fun. But this UConn team, man, it's funny they went through a. They were great in the first part of the year. Had a little bit of lull around the turn of the new year. Schedule was a little tougher, and now they've kind of found their way again. And they're fun to watch, man. I I, I think could do. Listen, I think there's you could pick put twenty teams in a hat for the NCAA men's tournament, yeah. and, and sixteen or seventeen are capable of winning a title. So yeah, I don't know what to make of this UConn team. They are sort of seemingly getting. You know, I know they're they're banged up a little too. They seem to be getting healthy now and maybe getting sort of getting rounding into shape at the right time, as I like to say. But I'm with you. And again, I know Dan Hurley's had some issues just getting out of the first round. I said, you know, said a few weeks ago, if they're healthy, 
I mean, they, they, I don't say they have to get out of the, I mean, I, I think they have to get out of the first weekend, but they got to win a game. I think, I think a good, really good place, get to the elite eight. Yeah. Get to the elite eight. You've been a top, you were, you know, a top five team. Like I said, then you dropped to 20. Now you're back. I think they're 11 or are they at 11. They're at 11. Sure. They're yeah. at 11. Um, so, I mean, go get to the elite eight and that's a really good year. You know what I mean? Really good year. And like, listen, if they won it all, I wouldn't be shocked. They could. They could. I mean, Jordan Hawkins is a great yeah. guard. I mean, they got two big men. And, and again, Brian, the thing we forget is we're watching them so closely where other teams around the country that, that aren't used to their style of play, you know what I mean? They they got a lot of answers. So, again, it's about their outside shooting. Uh, Andre Jackson Jr., their, their, their forwards playing better of late, shooting the ball a little better. If he's going to play well, like Dan Hurley said, he needs Hawkins, Andre Jackson and Adama Sonogo to play like all first team players, and this team will do some damage. And there you go. So it's gonna be interesting to see. It'll be it will be fun uh, to see how they do this week in New York, and then what happens on Selection Sunday. Uh, With how they do New York will obviously depend on how they're seated in the big dance. And then the next question will be where they go and what type of type of bracket will they have to work through, which is always the fun part of Selection Sunday. And again, if they're a three seed in the East and they put them in Albany. And they wouldn't have to get on a plane. They would go from stores to Albany to Madison Square Garden for the They'd have to win. They'd have to win the turn. They have to win the Big East, I think, to get that though. I mean, I yeah, think or at least a final. Least I, I think the best the Big East champ is doing is a three this year, which is fine. But, yep. we but they, I mean, if they if they ever got that ride where they're in the Albany to Madison Square Garden, that that'd, that'd be fun. That'd be that's they won well, the title with Ali you know that year. They won it. I mean, let's face it. I don't let, not not to be the cynic here, but you know the the networks wouldn't hate that. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. A couple of th- real quick baseball things because I know we got a couple other things we got to talk to about before we take a break. Uh, Mets got a pitcher hurt. What else is new? I thought of you yesterday, and your troll and your your replies on Twitter just made me laugh. I haven't really paid attention to the Yankees. I know Aaron Judge had a home run yesterday. Who cares? Yeah, I don't. I care. know the Dominguez kid is lighting it up, and Yankee fans are screaming for him to start in left field to start the year. He's twenty years old, and you know, I, and I wanted to bring this up to you because I. Both of us are in a similar situation. You know, you have a couple of prospects that are tearing it up for you guys as well. Mm-hmm. And the Yankees are going to be stubborn and they're going to put Aaron Hicks in left field until he stinks. Oh, yeah, you know, they're going to they're, they're let, let him play for two months. Whereas part of me is like, why can't they do what the Braves do? Like Acuna, Acuna and all of, Just put him out there. Live, live, with the gro- live with the growing pains. Yeah, just put him out there because the excitement it brings to your fan base. No one wants to watch Aaron Hicks. No, no. one. And no, I, you painful. know what? If you got to cut him, you cut him. Mm-hmm. With three years or whatever left he's got on his deal for $30 million, who cares? Cut him. Mm-hmm. Enough already. Or put him on the DL. Like, I just, you know, you guys, you have a couple players that are playing really well right now that are young guys. So it's just, yep. do you want to see, it? Uh, you know, what's the guy's name for the Mets? Eduardo, uh, the third baseman there. Oh, Escobar? Yeah. Escobar. Do you want to see yeah. him or do you want to see Brett Beatty? I want to see Brett Beatty, but I also, you know, I don't want to see Brett Beatty just for the sake of seeing Brett Beatty. If he's not good, then, uh, you know, it, it's tricky because, you know, but the Mets and the Yankees are contenders. So how, if you throw a guy out there and all of a sudden he's struggling, and he's a black hole in your lineup every day, yeah. it's a little tricky. So I get the thing like, well, let's make sure he's ready, but it's, you're right. It's and Eduardo Escobar. Fine. Nice player. Journeyman type player. Not yeah. going to get a lot of excitement over him. Uh, yeah. uh, whereas Brett Beatty could, you know, he he's, 
people would be excited for him for a little while. So, and was it Mauricio, your other prospect? Mauricio was a shortstop who's lighting it up right now. I mean, there was talk do you go put him in the outfielder? You put Beatty in left field, you put Mauricio at third. I mean, who knows? But again, that's changing positions. That's tricky. You know, yeah, you Mauricio is a shortstop by yeah. trade. He's a big shortstop. And he's, again, he's having a great spring. But the guy was in, like, I mean, I watched the guy in double A last year. I mean, so yeah. let's let's calm down a little bit. But now, what about your catching prospect? What has he been doing for the spring? I, I, I haven't heard his name once. He hasn't done a lot. I mean, I, I'm not going to get into it too much. But right now, he he just, I think you're talking about Francisco Alvarez, who yeah. in some spots is the number one rated prospect in major league, in baseball. Um, he probably needs to go start the season at AAA. He's a catcher by trade. Can D might be a t- his future might be half catcher, half DH, um, but hasn't done a lot. Didn't do a lot last year when they called him up, sort of as a as a panic move. Um, he doesn't look ready to me, but I, I could expand on that. But he hasn't really shown much to look like, like he's ready. Let him go uh, start the spring in Syracuse. Get it, play every day, catch every day. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a timeout. We come back. We're going to talk about the great Tom Sizemore, who uh, was one of our favorite movies of all time. He's in a bunch of great movies. Oh, who, yeah. Who passed away. Uh, and then I got a, a brief birthday list because we want to talk about those two things. So stick around. More coming yeah. up on the EDBC podcast, Brian. All right, let's talk about it all as well, like we do all the time, because they believe in the power of a good night's sleep. And ask Eric, he's bouncing around all over the place this week. He, he's going to need his sleep. Well, you know, the best way to get good sleep is to have a good mattress. And also, I want you to have a good mattress without breaking your wallet. That's why they have products that have innovative technology and unbelievable comfort and support. The Allswell mattress features hybrid mattress technology, which means you're getting memory foam. Oh, I love the memory foam. And, and, and individually wrapped coils. It helps create a winning blend of comfort and support. The goal was to create an affordable mattress. The result, the Allswell queen-size mattress starting still at just $345. Bucks. Inflation, <laughs> nothing. It's been the same price for a couple of years now. Plus, you also get free shipping, 10-year limited warranty, 100-night risk-free trial, all that good stuff. Plus, if you look, if you love this podcast, and I know you do, if you click on any one of our episodes, you'll see a link for allswellhome.com. If you click on that link and start shopping for your bedding or your mattress needs, you're going to get 15% off your total order just by clicking on that link on any one of the EDBC podcast episodes. So remember, sleep well and save well with Allswell. Yeah, do I think we talked on, on a previous podcast that Tom Sizemore had been uh... – suffering um mm. I, I don't recall what he had um uh, a brain aneurysm I yes think. yeah exactly and then he passed away on march 3rd at the age of 61 and um listen he had a lot of off the field problems as they say with yeah. drug, with substance abuse and you know all kinds of stuff but just talking about him as an actor man i don't remember him on born on the fourth of july i was looking at his bio list i, I, don't, I don't remember him either i'm looking at it right now the ones that jump out to me are um True romance, obviously. True romance, he was great in. Uh, but I mean, the one you and I talked about it. Heat, it's he. You know, he he's a. Uh... He's fantastic in Heat. Uh, Saving Private there. Ryan, I loved him. In. Saving Private Ryan, he was great in too. He perfect in, role. Perfect role. In the last couple of years, you're right. Mentioned as he got older, he had some uh, personal struggles. And I'm looking at his IMDb page. He, in the last few years, last ten years of his life, he made it like it looked like he made like 15 movies a year, none of which ever heard of. Probably went yeah. straight to like on demand. But he was, he's an actor that you couldn't rem- you couldn't forget once you saw him once. You know what else he was in? Point Break. The other day, that oh, was of course, that was on. He was undercover cop, and they blew his cover by accident when he, he was, was in it. He was in it for about five minutes, and he was great in that scene. Yeah, like he, 
Anthony yeah. Kiedis gets shot in the foot. That's the, yeah, during that right scene. Actually, yeah, that was a. I, I still love that movie. I know it's cheesy. Oh, it's there. so bad, but it's so good. It's so great. <laughs> but I remember him. Yeah, and, you know the thing about Sizemore's characters and a lot of the. And I'm sorry, I'm doing a spoiler alert. A lot of the movies that we like is like at the end of the movie. The guy, his character, always ends up meeting his demise. So. Yeah, exactly. But he was uh, but, he's a, a great character actor. Just he just on the screen he was a really powerful presence. Yeah, and nice tributes coming in. It seemed like people, despite the fact that he had some issues and you know personal issues and all that, people who worked with him said he was a great actor and great to work with. So yeah. he lives on a film, but that was tough to see. He's just sixty one. So rest in peace, Tom Sizemore. We'll still love to watch your movies. Exactly. Every time you pop on AMC or TNT yep. or one of those mm-hmm. movies, we'll be watching for sure. So. Yep. Uh, we had some birthdays. You got three of them this week. Uh, one of them, I don't even, just a name that just kind of fell out of my mind. And now you're reminding me of her. So we'll get to that. Yeah. But, uh, short, short, sweet this week, but we got, go ahead. what do you got, like, man? Uh, the great Rob Reiner meathead. I keep calling the guy meathead. Uh, I never watched that show meathead from all in the family. And then humongous career as a director of a lot of films. Um, few good men is probably my favorite one of his. Yep. Uh, and Son of Carl Reiner, who's still with us into his 90s. But Rob is celebrating a birthday this week. Uh, is he 74, 76, or 80? I, I think he's 74. He is actually 76. And I think his father passed away, Brian. Did he pass away? Did I? Yeah, 2020. Oh, sorry, yeah. Carl. I didn't know you, were, you weren't with us anymore. Yeah, I was like, yeah, he died June 29th of 2020. I've done that before. Uh, Okay, well, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> 98 years older so at the time, I think, when he passed away. A life well lived, Carl. Yes. Sorry, Carl. But yes. Uh, right. how, how old did you say he was? I was, I was 76. You're busy correcting me. 76. <laughs> what else is new? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rob Reiner is a good follow on social media, too, by the he way. Is, he, he is. He is. He's funny. Uh, some of the stuff. I won't get into what he talks about. Yeah, no, I won't either. But yeah, I, I enjoy his piece. What you got next? Go ahead. Ah, from the world world of sports, we're talking about sp- basketball. I'm, you know, Shaquille O'Neal, Shaq, Hall of Famer, all time great. Now does the TV stuff occasionally. Mm-hmm. I guess he does. I guess he does it all inside the, time. the NBA. Yeah, great. Right. Yeah. Those if you tests. get a second, if you get a second, go on YouTube and you type in inside the NBA, Shaq when. Barkley gets doing his thing and Shaq starts. Shaq is one of those guys who loses control of his bodily functions and himself when he laughs, <laughs> knocks over stuff, yep. spits out water. I mean, yep. it, he is. I never was a huge Shaq fan. I actually like his post NBA career more than his actual NBA career. Yeah. I think he's funny. I just think he's funny. He's so, funny. All right. How old is Shaq? Give me some numbers. Uh, I have one in my head that I'm going to. I'm. You're not going to get a lot of, you're not, not a big disparity here. Is he 49, 50, or 51? I'm going to say 51. He is 51. My, the number in my head was 52. I always remember him because he has the same birthday as one of my best friends. And they're uh, he, they're like, so Shaq's like 35 days older than I am. So as he ages, it makes me remember that I'm aging and I hate him for it. But he's There you go. All right. Yeah, last one. I don't know when she's – I guess this is like the, the whole like I'm going to feel old here. Uh, and, and that's why I'm bringing up Jessica Biel this week. She was an actress, like from I guess the 2000s. Is she married to Justin Timberlake? Is that is that her claim to fame? Uh, I, I don't know. know. Who knows? Anyway, uh, 
just one of those like, wow, she's that age already. So uh, yeah, just I can't little... even tell you what some things she's in. I mean, I, I know, know that she's been in stuff. <laughs> Listen, I just sometimes I, some weeks are easier than others. She's been in stuff. Me? She's been in stuff. <laughs> she's been, do you like things? Oh uh, my god! Uh, I don't know what she was in. I'm looking at her. Hitch New Year's Day, Valentine's Again, a well, Day. Yeah, a well prepared podcast, Brian. You got three the birthdays. Oh, the, Jesus the eighteen, the eighteen movie. I don't even know what the eighteen. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, that movie sucked. All right, let's get this over with. Mm-hmm. Uh, is she? She's thirty nine, forty one, or forty eight? Uh, I'm gonna say thirty nine. She's forty one. All right. There you go. Like, oh, don't don't let me keep you awake. I know that's a little boring <laughs> for you, but I, I, I was thinking of that. You know, I was thinking of what you're was thinking. Her... Of... Good. I was just saying, were you thinking of Jennifer Love Hewitt, who I kind of confused her for for a half? half no, a I'm so far off base that I can't even remember the woman's name. She had a show on Fox for a while; it was real popular, and she dated Harrison Ford. If she still might. Oh, right, right. The skinny woman. Yes. What is her name? Melissa Flockhart. No, that's not her name. Is it? Well, she's married to Harrison Ford. Is it Calista Flockhart? Yes. I thought it was something else. I was confused. For some reason, I don't know why I thought of her when you said Jennifer Beale. I have no idea. Shows you, how even, I, shows you how on the ball I am. That's not even close. Is she, did they ever get married, Calista Flockhart and Harrison Ford? Uh, now i got to do research here. Brian is uh, uh, right now going on dial-up to check up uh, the, the internet she, connection. Yes. Spouse, spouse Harrison Ford married married 2010 apparently still married to him. Wow. Good for her. Yeah, good for her is right. Uh and she is now she's 58, so we're not gonna do the big birthday game on her. Mm. Uh that's all I got. And Harrison Ford is is much, much older than 58. He's 80, is. right? I would say he's got to be. I think he's about 80, yeah. Wow. What uh what's the big plan for the uh Coleman's this coming week? What do you got going on this weekend? Uh, not much. Got a little. Me, I have a, one of my daughter's piano recitals. So, oh god, uh, this is actually the, the. It's a shorter one this week, so I can pretty much six just, hours. No, it's going to be like an hour, so I can just basically just see her play and get out of there, head out, get out of Dodge, because then I want to come home and watch basketball. The kids are getting to know their dad again after the NFL is yeah, you know, exactly. gone away. This is like a little window of time they get with their father before baseball starts. Not that you're yes. sitting around watching spring training games on a Sunday. Yeah, no, no, no. That's going well. Me and Tom Brady, we're both taking this time to connect with our kids. Hey, uh, real quick. Speaking of watch stuff on TV, sports related. I, I think I mentioned this last time, but I'm almost I haven't watched it. it yet. Full swing. Full swing. Yeah, I haven't watched it. I'm going so to. Oh, good. So good. Terrific. Really, really good. And the fun part is you do, I'm sure you would do the same thing. I like six different times. I'm like, Hey, I know that guy from covering the travelers, you know, the regular, the golf entourage that goes around with the players, the media guys. This is a look, this full swing. This is a look at on, this is a Netflix show, sort of a look inside some of the players on PGA tours at the right synopsis. Yeah. And they, they really have all access. One of the, I'm not a fan of Brooks Kepka. Right. He's gone to the live tour, but there's a scene, Brian, that mm-hmm. all of us re- can relate to, male or female, where he, I think his, he met his wife, like she slipped into his DMs on Instagram. Like that's how they met, I, whatever. So my grandparents met. Yeah, and she mentioned that. But anyway, there's a point where she's going through the clothes in her closet and and you're there's video of the two of them mm-hmm. <clears throat> sitting in the bedroom and she's showing them clothes. And the voiceover is him saying, you know, after I lose a tournament or I'm not playing well, like, 
I just can't focus. And, you know, the last thing I want to do is listen to people talk. And it was just perfect video. His wife is showing us. And he is just zoned out. And he basically says, like, I really don't give a crap about whatever you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. It's just, you don't have to play on the PG or the live tour. You don't have to play, the, you don't have to play professional golf to, to, to know that vibe. You can yeah. play. You know, and relate. then just some of the other guys, because this was taped last year when the live tour stuff was happening. Uh, I forget oh, the guy's cool. name from England who uh, joined the live tour. And then they tried pressing him a little bit on it. Of course, these guys didn't want to say anything. Uh, but it's just, listen, You, my wife loved it, and she's not even a golf fan. She loved it so much that now she wants to go to the Travelers Golf Tournament with me when I go this summer, and she's never been, just because she, she, feels, like she wow. feels like she knows these guys a little bit. You know what I mean? I mean she might have gone once, but you, you get my point. That's how, away. that's how good it was. How are you going to get out of that? Jeez. No, I don't, I, I've invited him a couple years, slip him a couple passes and go. It's it's a good time. Your kids are old enough now. There's stuff to do there. You can walk Yeah, no, I love, I love it. I've been there several times. Yeah, it's great. So... Anyway, full swing. Go I will check, check it out, it out and uh, I'll check it out. And if you're listening right now, you should too. All right. Well, we've done it again. That's another edition of the EDBC podcast. I'm Eric. He's Brian. Till next time, Brian. Say goodbye. See you.